You're listening to Bowls Australia's official podcast, The Right Line, rolling you through the latest from the world of bowls. Subscribe now via your favourite podcast app. Hello and welcome to The Right Line, Bowls Australia's official podcast. Val Febo here with you for episode 71 today. We are well and truly getting up there now and we have a massive show lined up this afternoon because Alan Faulkner, MBE, she's going to join us a little later on uh, on the show to chat about the upcoming nationals and of course recap the World Bowls Championships where of course she is the HP manager for Para Bowls. So looking forward to hearing her recollections of what was a wonderful fortnight on the Gold Coast. And speaking of wonderful fortnight, on the Gold Coast. My first guest had a pretty good one in June because he's the under-18 boys singles champion. His name is Riley Garrick, and he's going to be playing in the Nationals uh, next week. Uh, It's already come around so quickly, but Riley joins me now. Thanks for joining me, mate. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Great to have you on the show, Riley. And um, The Nationals coming up. How excited are you uh, to get to Perth next week? Pumped. Super pumped. You know, you get to play the Queensland again. Great bunch. Um, yeah, really pumped. It's going to be great over in Perth. How much does it mean to you to represent your state at such a young age? Because you, you're still, what are you, 16 years old? Uh, yeah, turned 16 at the start of this month. Um, you know, it means a lot, obviously, like getting to play for Queensland. How good is that? Um, and just to play against other states, other quality states is, you know, it's going to be a, going to be a good time. It's going to be good fun. And after winning the AO title in June, how much confidence have you got? Um, I mean, obviously it is a little bit of a boost. Like it's a, it's a big thing to win. Obviously it's, um, yeah, it's, um, just, you know, there's a lot of quality, quality juniors out there. So, you know, all I'm going to do is go out and give it a, give it a good crack. Um, but you know, there's just such good juniors in other States. We'll see what happens. Yeah. There certainly are. But what did it mean to you to join the illustrious list of names that, are on that are on that honor roll at the AO. You know, so many players have won that junior boys tournament and then gone on to do bigger and better things. So, you know, what did that mean to you personally to join them? It um it really meant a lot. Like just for like a week or so after it just hadn't really sunk in. It was you know, I've still still got the check at home and I just look at the check of it like it's and the medal, I got the medal medal there as well. It's just yeah, it's I was in disbelief for a long time. You know, it's just such a good game too against Sam. Love Sam. You know, we've known each other for many years. We're we're good mates. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty surreal actually. It was yeah, great. It was awesome. So you've done the old Lindsay Clark and just hung the have you hung the check up like she does, or have you just got it sitting in your room? I haven't yet. It's just sitting in my room. It's sitting in my room. But I've got the the medal there and the yeah. check and yeah, it's just just good to have. It's just great, yeah. Nah, it's awesome. And is it difficult to play against a good mate like that? Obviously, I spoke to you before and after the final um, in June, and you mentioned that Sam is such a good friend of yours and you are close and you know each other really well. Is it hard to play against someone that you know so well? And, you know, I know it's going to happen a lot throughout your your career, but, um, you know, at such yeah. an early age. Um, that's It's a good question. It's a tough one. It's like because you're such good friends it's just there's it's not really there's a little bit of intensity that sort of goes away when you're playing such a close friend it was um but obviously it was still intense you know in the the AO final but um 
just yeah, I saw the saw the stuff come up. It was how chill it was and stuff, and yeah, it was it was really just a chill game. But yeah, it was good fun. Yeah. Um. Well, moving over to the nationals now. You'll be playing singles and pairs for the state. How has the preparation been? Um, been been pretty good. Like I've just played um played the the Pine Rivers Junior Classic. That's singles and singles and pairs. Played pairs with my little sister. Um, didn't go all the way, unfortunately, in anything, but, um, you know, singles, there was a boy, um, who I played, I think it was in the quarterfinals, quarterfinals, John T. Hayes from Tasmania, yep. played him. Um, pretty sure he's playing the singles as well. He is. He, uh, just got me, just got me. He's a quality up and comer from Tasmania, that's for sure. Got me 21-17, I think. So, yeah, it's good. Good hey. to play against people like that. He had a very decent campaign in the Nationals last year for Tasmania as well. So um, he's a very good young uh, up-and-coming prospect. But um, So you played with your little sister. You've got your older brother, Cody. Bowls really does run in the family, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Got um, <clears throat> Nan and Pop, they play as well. Nan and Pop are who got us in. So, yeah. It's, um, yeah, it runs in the family, yeah. And what does it mean to you to be playing singles for your state? You know, that's obviously the singles are always the blue ribbon event because uh, you know it's just it's just you out there mentally it's often the toughest to win um you know how much does that mean to you you know to be doing it at such a young age it's a pretty big honor yeah i know it's it's uh it really is a privilege like thank you to thank you to um just bowls queensland for letting me let me play the singles and having the trust in me to play the singles i really appreciate it um yeah and i got is uh, obviously i'm leading for jack turgan who's just, you know, another quality junior. He's just great, great fun to play with, great player. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be great. It's going to be real good. And what would it mean to you to bring home a Nationals gold to go with your AO gold? It would be absolutely massive. I would be over the moon. But, um, yeah, I'll just, I'll just go out there, chuck a few close ones down and see what happens, yeah. It'll just, yeah, it'll be massive the old cliche chuck a few close ones down and see what happens but um now the the queensland team you mentioned you're good mates with them with sam but it it seems to be a pretty tight-knit group and i saw that last year at the medal ceremonies um for the under 18s and you guys all seem to get along really really well how important is that and um and talk to us about the team dynamic how is it and um and you know what are you looking forward to most about hanging out with them um yeah i mean we're all uh, really good friends like the boys boys and the girls both we're all just um mixed well together we all know each other from, from many past years of um junior states and stuff like that uh, many tournaments as well we all just you know have, have known each other and have become really close really close friends yeah uh, nice and your brother cody he's been in these positions before we spoke about the sort of family um, element of this now how much of a support network has he been you know he's obviously ticked over that under 18 bracket and he's past that now and he's in the uh, pathway jackaroo squad so how much of a support network is he for you um yeah i mean i mean he's he's obviously there he's he's very experienced very experienced player um he's actually he's moved away to brisbane but i have spoken to him about it um i've also spoken to um, Kane Nelson as well. Kane, Kane was playing uh, when Cody was playing. Kane played the sing and skipped the pairs. So both of those guys, you know, having been to 
I think Kane's been to probably two or three nationals or something like that. But both of those guys being as experienced as they are, you know, they're good to have a chat to, good to get some info off, stuff like that, yeah. And for those who don't know, tell us a little bit about yourself. So you said your nan and pop got you into bowls and, um, you know, yeah. where, what age did you start playing and, and how did they get you into it? Um, started playing when I was around 10. We were just, mum Mum used to work. She used to be very flat out. So we used to go to the bowls club with nan and pop and just sit on our, sit on our um, iPads and phones and whatever. Um, and then nan and pop were were you know asking if we wanted to give it a crack and Cody and Lacey were were pretty pretty down for it they were they were pretty excited and it took me about an extra month or so to actually a say month. yes with the convincing what oh, were you yeah, watching on the took iPad me a while. I was just playing games and games <laughs> and stuff and just didn't really didn't really interest me too much to be honest but um, once Lacey and Cody had you know once I got that word from Lacey and Cody that it's good fun I was like yeah might as well. Yeah. And I chucked my first bowl down and it was just flying in the ditch or something. I was just like, how do people do this? I remember saying that to my nan, how do people do this? But yeah, no, just here I am now. So, yeah. Well, now people are looking at you and going, how do you do it? Because your AO performance was very good, mate. And um, speaking of your AO performance, um, you've been doing a lot of work with Caitlin Inch. She's been helping you as sort of a mentor. Yep. And it turns out you've actually just finished a coaching session with her. So um, talk yep, to us yep. about her being a mentor. She's obviously been there, done that, Com Games. She just played the recent World Bowls Championships. Um, yep. And she's such a humble human being as well. So, And she was watching the AO, um, the AO final um, on Green One at Broadbeach. So, talk to us about the influence that she's had on your career. Yeah, she's she's great. You know, like um, there, I was playing Mayo, and there she was sitting on the sideline um, cheering for me with Mum. She's just her and Ryan, both Ryan Burnett, both have just been um, yeah, very very good in terms of um, <clears throat> sort of steering us down the right path, so to speak. Like in bowls, yeah, it's been good, really good. Uh, very nice. Is there anything that you guys sort of try and work on a lot or, you know, what are the major things that you guys focus on? Um, well, it's more a bit, bit of everything really. Like I know personally for myself, it's it's sort of um, just a little bit personalised. Like if there's something we need to work on, like I know my drives at the moment probably aren't, aren't um, fantastic that's what i was just working on and yep. they were coming out pretty good so nice. um yeah it's very very just sort of personalized whatever you can work on whatever yeah and normally we, we bang it out and fix it up and yeah i saw you throw one down at the ao and I, i'm pretty sure it hit the jacks so don't say yourself too short mate <laughs> um and just a quick one before we get to some fun stuff your club give them a plug and where are you playing out of um capalaba capalaba sports club um amazing facility Great facility. Come down. If you're in the Brisbane area, just try the carpet. It is some of the best carpet you'll ever play on. Uh, great facility, great food, great blokes. Um, yeah, come down. Give it a go. Capalaba Sports Club. You Perfect. Beauty. Perfect. Get down there to Capalaba or get up there. If you're <laughs> if you're in uh, if you're in my case yep. in Melbourne, get up there. Um, now, yep. got a bit of fun for you, Riley, because what we've started doing on the show, it's called Short Ends. It's, I'm going to ask you a couple of rapid-fire questions. Just first thing that pops in your head. You say it doesn't matter. You don't have to think too much. So, chocolate. Do you All keep right, it in the it. Do you keep it in the fridge or the pantry? Ah, uh, fridge. Oh, Riley, you've ruined it. <laughs> 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 
pantry all the way. Now, what's your favorite movie? Um, I can't think of a movie. Rush Hour. Rush Hour is a movie. Very nice. <laughs> it's a movie, it's definitely. Just a set of random movies. <laughs> favorite non bowls athlete. Um, oh, put me on the spot. Um, it's what it's designed to do. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You've actually you sort of stumped me here. Um. I'll just say Roger Federer. Roger oh, Federer. very. That's that's redeemed your uh, your fridge answer there. He's my he's right up there for me. One of my favorite athletes ever. Um, song that pumps you up the most. Um, uh, some sort of like. Um, uh, I'll just say like electro music, like just bass. Yeah. Um, like Avicii, yeah, like Avicii, Kygo, that- something like that. Yeah, something, a bit of doof doof. Yeah, yeah nice, nice. Like. Um, now, what's something that people might not know about you? Jeez. Um, you can go um, as broad or as niche play, as you want. I used to play used to play rugby union and, yeah, sort of quit to focus on bowls full time. You might oh, want yeah. to give it a you actually no, we want to keep you in bowls, but you, you probably could give it another go and get a game for the wallabies the way they're going at the moment. So you never oh, know. I bet, yeah, I know, right? That's it's, just yeah. Yeah, bloody uh interesting uh yeah, very interesting tournament at the rugby world cup. But uh very. who, oh, who yeah. inspires you? Quite a lot of people. There's I've been asked this question before mm-hmm. and there's just there is that many people. It's um yeah, no, it's not funny. Like, obviously, I uh, can't stray away too far from home. We've got Cody, yep. um, my mum, you know, just the the greats. Like, you know, got people like Alex Marshall. I actually um, forgot my shoes at Pine Rivers, Pine Rivers Classic and had to wear a pair of Alex Marshall's shoes that he left behind from one of the BPLs. So, um, yeah, just Kaylin, Ryan, yep. like, there's... Yeah, just that's, family as well. My mum and brother just, yeah, really inspire me, yeah. That's awesome. Did you keep the shoes? Yeah, Ryan let me keep the shoes. Ah, actually, how good. So how good's that? They're, they're, in the, <clears throat> they're in the boot of the car at the moment. I'm not wearing them at the moment, but, yeah, they're in the boot of the car. Maybe, so. get, maybe get down to Pine Rivers for the BPL and get him to sign them and just say, look, they're mine now, but um, would you mind would you mind signing <laughs> But they were yours. Yeah, they, they were, were yours. Yeah. They, they were. They're not anymore. Um, now, cats or dogs? Uh, dogs, for sure. Dogs. And what was your dream job as a kid? Uh, as a kid, I wanted to be a plastic surgeon for some reason. Oh, very nice. Very, that, that's a really interesting one. It's not one that we've had on at all when I've asked that. So that's absolutely fantastic. Riley, um, you're an absolute uh, credit to the sport. What you've done this year has been sensational and uh, what you're going to do in your career is also going to be sensational. You've had a great year so far and I'm much. looking forward to seeing what you can do at the Nationals. Good luck and uh, thanks for joining me on the show. Thank you very much. Riley Garrick there joining me on the right line. Really looking forward to seeing what he can do throughout his career. It's already blossoming and he's only 16 years old. He's going to be a star of the future. And speaking of stars, Ellen Faulkner, MBE. She's going to join me right after this on the right line. Bowls Australia's official e-store have a great range of products for every player. Visit shop.bowls.com.au to pick up some new kit and help you look and feel your best out on the green.
You're listening to The Right Line. Val Febo here with you on uh, Bowls Australia's official podcast. A big thank you to Riley Garrick for joining me in the previous segment. Great to get an insight into his blossoming career so far. And speaking of someone with blossoming careers that are still blossoming to this day, Bowls Australia's high performance manager for Parabowls. She's playing the Nationals in a couple of weeks. She's in dominant form. The number three ranked bowler in the country, if you don't mind. Her name is Ellen Faulkner, MBE, and the other half of Team Valen. Hello, Val. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. What a wonderful intro. Thank you very much. Yeah, no worries. You can give me the 50 a little bit later, but um, <laughs> thank you for joining the show. Um, it, it was a wonderful World Championships, and I must uh, I must extend my congratulations to you because um, from a staff perspective, you did an absolutely magnificent job. There was no stone left to unturn from yourself or any of the HP staff members. And um, what, what have your immediate reflections been on what was a glorious fortnight on the Gold Coast? Oh, it was a wonderful experience. And I guess if I think back now, it's it's mainly feelings of thanks and gratitude, actually, for the experience, being able to be part of it. And of course, a great sense of pride around what's been achieved. Um, you lead to the sort of the BA staff member aspect. I think, you know, a huge shout out and congratulations to those involved in one of the event, particularly Howie. Um, as the events manager, I think he did a phenomenal job to run um, not only a world championships, but the world championships of the, the size and scale that it was. Um, to you and the rest of the comms team for the profile and coverage um, of the event, I thought that that was fantastic. And of course, to my fellow um, staff mates and athletes involved in HP, it was a, a very special event, I think, for a number of reasons. The first time the inclusion of Paris. Um, the first time the event's taken place since 2016. You know, yeah. it's a long time since the last one. And as I've just mentioned, that the first time to have over 40 countries. So not only a world championships back, but a world championships with over 40 countries is, is pretty phenomenal. And then if I look at it, you know, from a results perspective, it's obviously wonderful to, met, to top the medal table. But I think more important than that, and this is a big mantra of Gaz as our national coach, it's not just about what you win, it's how you win. So it's how the athletes represented, you know, Australia, their country, Bowls Australia, um, their STAs, the 1800 clubs, and more importantly, their friends and family. Um, and I can't not mention this. Um, you know, I love a fairy tale. And I think the icing on the cake of the whole event was um, how Lindsay Clark went out with a bang to get the ending to her career that she so very well deserved through that gold medal and that wonderful finale. Here, here. That was, I don't think there was a dry eye at Broadbeach that day. It was amazing to see Linny go out like that. But um, how different was it for you? Because you played in a fair few of them. Now being on the other side and the staff, um, in the staff mantra, you know, what's, um, you know, what was different and what did you like? What did you dislike? The fact that you maybe weren't on the green, how hard is it to watch rather than play? Oh, great question. Um, I mean, ironically, I was selected for the 2012 World Bowls Championship. So for England, yeah. so, you know, if you think around it being postponed, um, yeah, it was meant to be there playing um, in the pairs with Catherine Rednell and then playing three in the in the fours. Wow. So, yeah, so if you look at it from that perspective... Um, yeah, you were technically like, selected. <laughs> I was technically, just didn't happen. Um, so that would have been my fifth one. Um, but I think, you know, three life um, priorities change, um, new chapters and opportunities open and, 
you know, what I've said time and time again is um, we, as a couple, you know, myself and Chris, we very much wanted to, to come over and experience the lifestyle and culture that Australia have had to offer. And it, it certainly hasn't disappointed. And what's really made that is the camaraderie and the friendship and the experience and how I've been embraced as part of the BA high performance team. It really is an extended family. And I think no matter what role you play as part of that family, you've all got a part to play. Um, and your motivation um, probably becomes a bit different in terms of the, the part that you play, but you still take great pleasure and pride and satisfaction in in those people that you've got the relationship with achieving their dreams and the ambition. So it is different, but it's it's a really nice different tea. No, that's great. And you're heavily involved in the para team as the HP manager. And it was the first time they were included in the program, as we mentioned before. How excited were all of the athletes ahead of the event? I spoke to a couple of them and they seemed like they were jumping out of their skin ready to play. But, um, you know, how were they from your point of view? Oh, I think from a player perspective, regardless of which country you're from, you, you don't get many opportunities in your career to make history. So, um, regardless of what happened in the World Championships, I think it was always going to be a very momentous and extremely special occasion to, you know, for the players to be part of that very, very first inaugural event. Um, and of course, what was even more amazing that for a lucky few, including our own para men and VIs, um, to be crowned the first world champions ever. And of course, for all of our athletes to be the overall um, team champions for the para disciplines, I think is is pretty phenomenal. Um, and we talk a lot about legacy. We we talk about, you know, what we leave behind for others and leaving the sport in a better place than than when we found it. And I think for all of those involved in that that journey, I think that that will stay with them forever as, as part of that first bit of history. And you mentioned overall or the best overall para team. How proud were you? Oh, I think... You know, if I think back to my own playing career and talking to other open players from previous world events, I think you actually put winning the overall above any individual discipline win. So in that regard, the overall is extremely special because everyone plays their part. And on a personal level, you know, having been on the journey with all of the power athletes, and not just the ones that got selected, but, you know, the ones who didn't get selected equally played a really, really important part in terms of pushing those players to be the best that they can be, to represent well. Um, they've all played a part in this overall um, crowning of the, the para team. So I think, you know, for me, it was a culmination of all of the work over the past 18 months or so from, from the programme, from all of the players and staff involved. And I think it's a testament um, to what they've achieved um, and, you know, what we can now go on and, and continue to build on um, for the programme and for the, you know, other players that follow. Jake and Jackie, the first ever para gold medalists in tournament history. How unbelievable was that vision-impaired gold medal match between Australia and then May Homer and Herman Schultz? How, how were you during that? Oh, what a, what a match. So um, Claire Turley was actually rinkside. So yep. um, the way the schedule had worked out, Claire had been rinkside um, pretty much all the way through with um, Jake and Jackie and Cody and Rob. So um, we, we kept with that. So I was actually on the side of the rink. It was such a great um, match and a, and a nail-biting finish. And I've seen May and Herman play, um, play a bit 
now and they're very talented players in their own right and they're seasoned campaigners. So you kind of always knew that they were going to fight until the very end and they were going to keep mm. chipping away um, at that nice little lead that Jake and Jackie had, had built up. But credit to, to Jake and Jackie and Cody and Rob, they really dug deep and they fought hard to maintain their composure and their lead and that ultimately um, led to them clinching the title and I couldn't have been happier for them. Both of them were so calm under pressure as well. There were a couple of ends where, you know, Jake had to draw to the ditch and then the final end when things were level, um, Jackie led superbly and then Jake was able to put the finishing touches on. But um, how pleasing was it to see them ticking off all of their processes as the match got more and more nerve-wracking and as it wore on towards the culmination? Yeah, I think as as a coach, that's, you know, what what you love to see. So, you know, in simple terms, the difference between a a good athlete and a great athlete is those that can really bring it when it counts. And and, um, they both certainly brought it when they mattered. And they stuck together. You know, I think that was the really important thing in terms of the camaraderie between the four of them. They were all in it together. And that's worth however many shots on the board, you know, all the way through the the campaign and the process um, and you know you have to work hard on building that relationship and within VI Bowls it's it's the um, relationship not only between athlete and director but director to director athlete to athlete and then all four of them um, and then you add the coach into that yep. mix so um, really really delighted for them that you know um, all the time invested and the conversations had and the time on the green you know, paid off for them and, and they really, really bought it when it mattered and kept their composure and, you know, dug dug in hard and fought hard right until the end. They certainly did. And the nerves didn't stop there with Jimmy Reynolds and Damian Delgado the very next day in one of the battle of the battles of the ages against South Africa again. How were your nerves during the men's parapairs final? Because that one, there were barely any multiples scored and that final end was as tense as it got. Oh, my goodness, how good was that game? Um, it was bowl for bowl, wasn't it? Mm. Um, and I think bigger picture-wise, you know, I look back now, I think oh, that was such a quality showcase of bowls and a great advert in particular for, for para bowls. Um, but what was brilliant, you know, you were there, Val. The atmosphere was fantastic. There were chants for the players. Everyone was just having a ball out there. That's what you want to see in a World Championship final. People smiling, enjoying themselves, because that's where you get the best performances and the best bowls, and, and that's what, what you know, what you want to see. Um, so going back to your question, how did I feel? Um, I guess, you know, you put it into context. You've been on the journey with the players, so you're invested, you care, you want it so yeah. much for them. Um, but you also know that, to be honest, all of the hard work's been done months ago. So I knew going into the whole event and the whole tournament, let alone the final, that they they were as well prepared as they possibly could be. So all the ingredients were there to put in a great performance across the event, including the final. And when you're rinkside, you're in the heat of the battle with them. So you've got a job to do. So whatever you feel on the inside, your role is to be you know calm, yeah. collected, think clearly under pressure, and be in there in whatever way they need you. So whether it's that reassuring nod or a smile or cracking a joke, because obviously I'm hilarious, they tell me that. <laughs> um, but it's about having the relationship with them that means that you know what they want or need from you at that point in time. And I think the important bit from a coaching perspective is that you're consistent, regardless of what's ha- happening out on the green. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a very, very special moment. It, to be honest, I was emotional 
for both Jackie and Jake and Rob and Cody when they won and same again with, with Jimmy and Damo. But I'm just so delighted from a growth and development perspective of the sport, particularly with the inclusion of the, the Paris for the first time in the World Championships, that both games are quality games yeah. um, and I think will do a lot in terms of inspiring others to take up the sport, but equally showing um, you know, how para-athletes can do and, and they're incredible. You're exactly right. And I think the beauty of Jimmy and Damo's game in particular was the fact that it was a standalone game on the show rink broadcast on television. There were no extra finals going on. It was a sensational, um, sensational showcase for what the sport can be and the inclusivity of the sport, which is absolutely amazing. And I think the chant that you were talking of was, Oh, Jimmy, you're so good. You're so good. Um, you bowl so good or something like that. I think that was a Lindsay Clark special. Um, uh- yeah, so the story there actually is um, uh, we, we were leaving early to go for the final. So it's myself, Claire, Jimmy and Dame going on the bus and then the, the others were following and, and Ellen Ryan and Christina Christick had been out for a walk that morning and they caught us before, before we left and they're like, oh, we've been working on some chants. What, what do you think? So they, they, ran, um, they ran the chants by Jimmy and Dame and you could just see like the faces light up. It was absolutely gold. Um, and then, of course, as the event went on and then they had their own journey there to, to work on them. Um, and it's just, you know, that reflection of our one team mentality all the way through um, the programme. Uh, we do everything as one. Uh, and, you know, it was it was brilliant to have that that support. And you could just see the players you know, loving it and thriving on it and, and going with it. And obviously that the more the more they played, you know, and the more they sang, the better they got. Um, and yeah, it's just, it was brilliant to watch it unfold. So good. And both as humble as they get, both absolutely hilarious in their own right. So it was great to see them on the top step of the podium. Now, Serena and Cheryl, not the gold that they so desperately wanted, but another medal showing for them um, getting a bronze. How would you sum up their partnership? Because they just continue to make waves and continue to perform up there with the very best. They, they certainly do. And they're both great ambassadors for the sport. They're very passionate about inclusivity and the legacy that they leave behind for others, both on and off the green. And I'm really proud of both of them. Um, honestly, if you knew the level of commitment um, that they've put in um, and what they've achieved, I commend them for both on and off the green. Um, they really did leave no stone unturned and they put everything into the campaign you know you look back at the results you know they actually beat both teams that were in the final they beat New Zealand um, and they beat Scotland in in the game but we've all been around um, long enough you know to know that sometimes it doesn't happen on the day and um, you know I I think the fact that they've come away as overall champions and the way they've represented you know I hope that they look back um, with fond memories of the experience. Well, now they've got a World Championships bronze and a Commonwealth Games silver, so they've both done pretty well in their careers. But now to your own escapades on the green, Alan Faulkner. You'll be featuring in a few events in the Nationals coming up. How excited are you for the trip to Perth? Oh, I'm really excited. Yeah, looking forward to getting over there. Um, I love competing. It's a new and different challenge, and I'm going to be doing it with some great people, which ultimately is what it's all about. So, um, it's about the experience and those that you share it with. So I'm looking to uh, looking forward to teaming up with Kaz and Els and, and JL and having some fun out there. I was going to say, you've got a pretty handy few teammates. Now, 
care to elaborate on uh, you gave them nicknames but just give us the full names just to show the firepower that you're going to be alongside so pears is okay. the one and only karen murphy and then who's your fours team okay so yeah pears is karen murphy mm. am um, <laughs> and also national assistant coach for bowls australia and the fours um jamie lee Worsnop leads up um who's a jackaroo yep and then we have myself at two then Ellen Ryan, double Commonwealth gold medalist, is at three. And then we have Kaz herself skipping the rink. It's not fair, is it? It's really not for the rest of the competition. <laughs> uh, that oh, is. There's some very strong teams. There's there are. Some very strong teams, let me tell you. They've, they've sent me the draw. But um, no, I was super lucky that when I came over, there was a spot that opened up with Kaz in the pairs and with the girls in the fours. And, you know, if I look back, I've lost count of how many times that Kaz and I have played against each other mm. internationally. So it's been really lovely actually playing on the same side, um, which has been it's been great. And I've learned a lot from her, you know, playing over on these greens in these conditions. And I've known Ellen since she was 19 yeah. um, from her very first trip over to Potter's. Um, and it's been great to obviously spend more time and get to know her better. And, and of course, JL, um, who's you know, wonderful both on and off the green. So we're very lucky. We're all very different. Um, we bring different things to to the um, to the fore. Um, but like I say, we, we have fun and we'll just go over there and um, take one end at a time, one game at a time, and um, yes, yeah, see see how we go. And if we if we um, enjoy it and we go well, then the results will take care of themselves. I'm excited to see how it goes. Now, one final one before we get to some fun. How much would it mean to you? to take home a national gold medal in your new home here in Australia? Oh, it would be, it would be fabulous. You know, when, when you come over, you, you're not starting again, but you always are starting again. You know, it's new challenges, different challenges. And, you know, if I think around some of the goals that I set myself, you know, it's certainly one of them. Um, so it'd be lovely to, to tick that off. Um, got close with the AO in the summer around ticking some of those goals off, but do you know what? I'm just I'm just having fun. I'm still learning. I'm still enjoying it. And um, I'm meeting some great people along the way. You know, I went down to Moama um, last week. And, you know, if I look at the amount of people that I know this year compared to last year, that's everything about what the Bowles family and the community offers. You know, you're part of something much bigger than just winning and losing. Um, so I'm really enjoying that side of it, meeting new and different people. And, um, yeah, always keen to to test myself in different conditions in different ways. And I think I last played in Perth, I think in 2006, I think. Wow. So it's been a while. Yeah. And that was a tri-nation for the British Lions. So, yeah, it's been a while ago. Um, so or it might have been 2007, but whatever it is, it's a long time ago. So it'll be nice to uh, get back over there and, and play. And, of course, you know, got very um, special place in my heart for the Hastings, the, you know, the yeah. – the stalwarts of, uh, of um, bowls in WA. I can't wait for it to start. The Nationals kicks off October 6th, so very much looking forward to that next week. So it's come along very quickly. Now, else, short ends is a segment that we've come up with on the show here, and what, we, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you some really quick rapid-fire questions. Just answer the first thing that comes into your head, and we'll see how we go. So chocolate, do you keep it in the fridge or the pantry? Oh, my God. That's two from two today. You and Riley Garrick, both the wrong answer. 
Not in the UK, though. Wouldn't be in the oh, fridge in the UK. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I'll give you half points for that. Um, now, what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, wow. I, I actually don't know. Oh, I know. Um, when somebody tells me if I'm tight or wide. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. I can right. see that. I can't see the distance, but I can work the other bit out. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a message to any one of your teammates. Do not tell Alan Faulkner that. Um, your favourite non-bowls athlete? Uh, Jess Ennis Hill. Very nice. Beach or city holiday? Beach. Are you a morning or evening person? Neither. Neither? Just midday? Just roll with it. Yeah, roll with it. Fair enough. Um, your favourite movie? Love Actually. Best thing about England? The culture. And the best thing about Australia? The people and the weather. Ah, very nice. Well, Alan Faulkner, thank you very much for joining me on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure, as per usual, to chat bowls with you. You're one of the best there is at speaking, both on the green. On the green, you can do everything well, and you you put all of us to shame. So looking forward to watching you at the Nationals, and uh, and good luck. Hopefully it all goes well and continue up the great work that you're doing with the Parajakaroos. Thanks very much, Val. Thanks for having me. Alan Faulkner, MBE, the one and only what a superstar she is, both on and off the green. And I'm looking forward to seeing how she goes at the Nationals and what a superstar team she's got with Jamie Lee Walsnop, Alan Ryan, Karen Murphy. Not bad at all in the Australian Championships. Can she go home with a gold medal? We'll find out in October. October 6 is when the Nationals kicks off plenty of events to go through. The under-18s, the Australian Champion of Champions, the Paranationals, the Senior Side Series, the Open Side Series, uh, and then, of course, the Australian Championships in the final week. So very, very exciting stuff. It is the showcase of bowls and it's all taking place in Perth from October 6, a glorious fortnight that will be in Australia's West. But until then, you can catch us here on the right line. We've got one more show before the Nationals do commence next week. And a big thank you to Alan Faulkner and Riley Garrick for joining me today. Remember to follow Bowls Australia's social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube. We're all on there and bowls.com.au and all of the website for the latest on what's happening from the world of bowls around the country, both home and abroad. Val Febo here with you on another episode of The Right Line. We'll catch you next week.